0: If you find parts of you that are just the inner gold that you know is your inner gold, make it into a feature. Bring it out to the light of the day. Shine it really bright and totally show your stuff. Show your stuff for exactly what it is. Don't try to hide it. Turn into your very best asset. So today I want to talk about and ask the question, what are you trying to do? What are the things that you've been trying to do to fit in? You know, think about it for just a minute, like just simple stuff like, are you wearing a certain kind of uniform that you think is acceptable in order to fit in? Or are you hiding certain parts of your background and only emphasizing the parts that you think are acceptable? Especially when it comes to your personality. Like, are you not allowing to show some of the quirky or humorous or outlandish parts of who you are just so you'll fit in? And I really want to go deeper on this today. I mean, there are parts of us that where we feel like, well, we're a misfit, and if, if, if everyone sees us as a misfit, then we're never going to get anywhere. Like, when we want to succeed, when we try to succeed, we do all these things, kind of contortions and fitting ourselves into a certain kind of mold so that we'll be acceptable. So my question, the real question here is, what if you did the opposite of that? What if, instead of trying to hide these parts of you, you leaned into them and you showed them off even more? What would happen then? So, this is what we're talking about today. I have three stories to share with you. And one of them, the third one, stay tuned <laughs> for the third story, which is about this really amazing woman named Akira Armstrong. Now, I'm a huge fan of the world of dance. And Akira is an amazing dancer and choreographer. And she's big. Like, she's an African-American woman who is, nor and you know, Normally herself, she's just big. And she wasn't able to find work or choreography or anything because people are saying, well, you don't really fit into the mold that we have for dancers. So she struck out on her own. She leaned and she said, well, that's okay. I'm going to go off and do my own thing. And just wait, her story is amazing. <laughs> she even did a music video with Beyonce. So killer, amazing, really cool story. Stay tuned for that, and let's get on with the show. Recorded live in Boston, Massachusetts, this is The Livestream Show. In a world full of underexposed entrepreneurs, The Livestream Show is your gateway to a global community of livestream pioneers who dare to go live, and create something special and unexpected, which could only happen because it was live. I'm your host, Brad Powell. Let's get on with the show. All right, we're back. (laughs) And so, a couple things. One is, I have a sponsor today's show. And the sponsor is my own company, (laughs) Awesome Video Makers, and our new program, which is called Big Reach Audio. Over the last few months, I really feel like I've made this discovery. And my discovery is finding probably the most effective way that you can turn your online connections, all your virtual connections, turn them into customers and clients. Like the most efficient, effective way to do that in a way that when they come in the door, they are going to know for certain that they are a good fit. For your offer. So, whenever you get on a call with people, whenever you do any kind of closing, whatever that is for you, that method, people will be showing up and you won't have to sell them anything. You'll just have to show them where to sign up. So, if this is interesting to you, go to bigreachaudio.com. I've got a video there that explains this process. If you want to learn more about it, bigreachaudio.com, check that out. <laughs> and we'd love to have you join us in the Big Reach audio program. So today, the inspiration for today's topic comes from this amazing book. It's called Risk Forward. It's by Victoria LaBombe. And I'm only going to talk about one of, it's hardly even a chapter. This book is broken down into little tiny sound bites, word bites. They're all nice, beautiful, colorful chapters. And I'm only going to take, talk about one part of it, like one little chapter of this book. And, and the book is just filled with inspiration. I highly recommend it. And if you want to go deep with Victoria, catch episode number four of The Livestream Show where I interviewed Victoria right at the time that this book was coming out. So go to thelivestreamshow.com and check out Victoria's wonderful interview. We're talking about fitting in or not. Like choosing necessarily to go on a, your own path and say, okay, I've got this thing. Here's this quirky nature, this this odd personality, this way of being that I am that doesn't fit the normal way of being. It doesn't fit the standard of excellence that most of the world considers standard of excellence. But I am not going to be able to change. Like, instead of trying to fix myself to fit into a mold that somebody else has created, feature it. <laughs> feature the thing that you have. Turn it into a feature and lean right into it. So I've got three examples, and these literally come right out of the book. The first one is, let's say that you're new. Let's say you're doing something and you're brand new, and you have not got a whole bunch of years of experience doing the thing that you do. Well, okay, that could be your feature. Like, you're bringing a fresh, new perspective. No one else has your perspective. And because you have new ideas to bring, and you are going to see this in a way that the people with years of experience can't see because they're stuck in their years of experience of looking at something— show up in this new, fresh way. And, and I'll give you an example in my own world. I am now, I just mentioned it, doing this new podcast program. It's called Big Reach Audio. And I am new to the podcasting world. My live stream show has only been going on since last fall. And you'll see if you go to the livestreamshow.com. the episodes there are, you know, I've only been doing them for the last few months. So it's new. It's really new. However, I bring a new perspective. I have something that comes from sort of where I've been coming from, which is marrying the world of podcasting with the world of live video. And I believe that when you put those two things together, when you marry these two things properly, you end up with a method of marketing that is, efficient, like it doesn't take a lot of time to produce the content that you want to create. And it's explosive in terms of you can multiply your exposure all across the internet. And because you're meeting people in multiple ways, you're meeting them visually with a video and in their ear with audio, that it can be super effective way for people to learn to trust you and to get to know you And as I was just mentioning, feel like they're a really good fit for whatever you have. So that's my new perspective. That's just the thing that I bring to podcasting. And even though I haven't been podcasting for the last 15 years, like some people have, I have this new perspective. And so I'm leaning into that. Like, that's the thing that I'm featuring. Thing number two. What if, what if you have the opposite situation <laughs> what if you're like me and i am not in the same realm as these 20 somethings and these 30 somethings who you know basically grew up with the internet and they feel like anybody who is over the age of 35 is kind of a dinosaur and and the older you get the more of a dinosaur you are and you know there's a real prejudice against us Older folk. (laughs) And so even, but however, like these folks, you know, you see these guys on YouTube and you see these people on Instagram and they're talking about how they've been in business for four years or that they started something way back in 2016, which to them feels like a really long time. Well, I've been an entrepreneur. I started my first business in 1984. (laughs) 1984, when I was 30 years old, okay? (laughs) So I've been doing this for a while. Like I started one business, grew it to a while. Uh, It was an outdoor education business. Outward Bound came in. They liked what I was doing. They literally bought me out. So I sold my business to Outward Bound. They made me the full-time director of this outdoor program. So I was a program director for Outward Bound for a number of years, did all of that, and then I moved on. And I started my second business. And it was a music business. And I was going after international artists from around the world. And because I built up this catalog of artists, a stable of artists that I was working with and licensing and making videos of, National Geographic woke up one day, the big gorilla in, in world stuff. And they decided that they wanted to do something with music. So they approached me. And they said, look, we wanna buy what you've got. We wanna bring it into our realm, put it on our website. We want all of your catalog. And we'd like you to be in charge of that. So it was a similar experience with Outware Bound. All of a sudden, I was this guy working with National Geographic. And, you know, my business became more successful as a result of that, you know. And then after and this is like The first business was between the 80s and the 90s. The second business was in the early 2000s, up until around 2010. When I left the music industry, then is when I started doing video. And now, now I'm in this whole new world. And instead of producing video, which is what I used to do, I'm now showing people how to do it. And I bring this wealth of experience, which is really rare. And you can do this too. You know, if you've got 20 years of doing something, even if it's disparate, like the kinds of different things that I did, like my work path has been non-linear. I've literally pivoted out of something into a whole nother kind of business three different times. And I've carved my own path. And each time I've been leaning into the things that make me different, leaning into the things that are me and part of my personality and part of my way of thinking and part of my way of being that are unique and fresh and rare. (laughs) And you can do this too. My third example is Akira Armstrong. She actually formed a dance troupe. And the troupe is called Pretty Big. (laughs) And it's the Pretty Big Movement. And look, I mean, check it out. Like, these guys are completely embracing who they are and the space they take up. And it's all about women's empowerment and literally owning yourself and owning your body. And no matter what shape you have, and no matter what mold the world is telling you, you don't fit in, well, guess what? Check, you know, look what these guys are doing. (laughs) And I just think it's so, you know, here it is. They're literally destroying the dancer stereotypes that are out there. And man, I just think it's something else. (laughs) Super inspiring. And I actually have a little bit of her speaking to her story here that I'm gonna share the second video. And if you're getting value from something that I'm saying today. If You're getting value from watching Akira do her moves. If, if you're getting inspired by anything that she's doing or anything that I've said, there's one thing that you can do. And that is you can share this episode. Just share it. There's probably one person out there who you know who could use this inspiration. And so you can share it, tag them, and make sure that they get it from you. It's that simple. And we're trying to build a community here of folks who are willing to show themselves in their own strength, show themselves for who they are, not let the world dictate who you can be or what you can do, but to pick your ambition and go for it. Just make it happen. And if you are in the business of serving other people, with something that you have that you know could serve them really well, this is the way to do it better. This is the way to do it more. This is the way to get people to follow you in the way that you would literally be having some kind of movement, whatever your movement wants to be. The thing you care the most about, you want to bring people around you who care about the same things that you care about. And together... Together, you can make whatever it is that you're trying to do happen in an even stronger and bigger way. And this is literally what Akira has been doing with the Pretty Big Movement. So let me bring, let me bring her on and she's going to tell you her own story here.
1: When people think about the stereotypical dancer's body, they think very thin, tall, long legs, long arms, and swing. Whoop. Growing up in a dance environment, I did feel like my body was a negative. I couldn't fit costumes. My costume was always different from everyone else's. I wanted to wear my stomach out. I have never been able to wear my stomach out, ever. Family members, you know, used to make fun of me, and... It was frustrating. I was already a professional dancer already, and that's when I flew to Los Angeles. I kind of got like the side eye. Like, who's this girl? Like, she doesn't really belong. People were sitting behind the desk, but like, what do we do with her? People look at you and they already judge you based on your size. She's not going to be able to do the job without even giving you a chance to really prove yourself. I felt discouraged. Is it worth the heartache? Is it worth the trenches and the challenges? Is it really worth it? I think when people doubt you in those moments where you want to give up, you think back and you really reflect and you're like, No, I have a purpose. You know, with all the frustrations and going on auditions and getting told no, I wanted to create a platform for other plus-size women to feel comfortable. It was really, really, really challenging at first, because I was like, is it any big girls in New York City that can dance? Five, six, seven, eight, and one. I started with auditions. The first rehearsal was just trying to get the trenches what looks good, what doesn't look good, so we don't look like we're amateurs, like we look like we know what we're doing when we perform. When they see us perform, I want them to be inspired. I want them to feel like if they came in the room thinking that these big girls ain't really gonna do it, I want them to leave like I was blown away. You know, the little girl who's watching like, hey, look, ma, look, I can do that too. Look at these big girls up there with Afros on.
0: What do you think? Was that inspiring or what? <laughs> I mean, honestly, those guys are amazing. And I think she is amazing. And to me, I look at that and I go, that's the spirit. And honestly, as somebody who is a dancer, who loves dance, who believes that moving our bodies is probably one of, well certainly, it's just one of the best things that we can do. Like. Oh my gosh, like why don't we do it more often? Why don't we do it more? Like humans, just in terms of if you want to develop yourself as a human being, <laughs> if you want to develop fully develop yourself as a human being, the societies, the human societies that have been the most advanced, the ones that are most successful, are the ones who know their stories and spend time together telling stories, singing songs, and dancing. Those have been the most successful civilizations ever in history. And if you doubt me, just go to places like Brazil or parts of Africa or even the Middle East, anywhere like where there are pockets of huge amounts of song and dance tradition. I mean, in the time that I spent in Brazil, Anytime you went out at night and you went into any place, any local bar, any local establishment, any local restaurant, there would be musicians there playing, just a local band, nothing like famous or from anywhere. They were just local people playing music. And they would be playing songs from the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, all Brazilian music, but different decades. And everybody in the place would know all the words to all the songs, and they'd be belting them out. (laughs) And if you go to little pubs in Ireland, same thing. You'll find guys in the corner playing with their fiddle music and stuff, and they're playing all this music from, you know, 100 years ago, and then on into the future, like into the present. And everybody in the whole place knows all the words to all the songs, <laughs> and they built them out, and it's just like this is this is life, this is amazing. So <clears throat> I know this is a bit of a aside, but lean into this stuff like this is if this is part of your thing, if you if you find parts of you that you know is your inner gold, make it into a feature. bring it out to the light of the day, shine it really bright. be more like Akira. And totally show your stuff. Show your stuff for exactly what it is. Don't try to hide it. Turn it into your very best asset. <laughs> that's, that's my big message today. And how does it relate to live streaming? Well, guess what? When you're live, this is how you can do it. Like This is how you can show your stuff and show off your best asset at scale to exactly the people who you want to be Connecting with, connecting with in real time, in real time. You can do this right in the moment. We've never had an opportunity like this ever before. We have the best tools and they're not expensive. Everyone has a phone, everyone has an internet connection. At least most people have internet connections and most people have phones. And if you don't have that, go borrow it. <laughs> I was talking, I was listening to an interview today about this guy who grew up in India. And he didn't have an internet connection, but his dad owned a very small hotel. And so he made a deal with some local vendor of internet cafes where, you know, they were going around saying, well, we would like to have locations for this internet cafe service. And so he made a deal with them to install their wireless cafe service in the hotel where the guests would be, you know, renting and paying for the service, which gave him free internet. (laughs) And so he worked his way around and that's how he got online. This is like when he was 18 years old. And, And then he parlayed that into a very successful online enterprise, which started by getting more guests to the hotel. And then he built it up from there and they ended up buying four more locations for their hotel and grew it into this really big business great story, <laughs> shows great innovation, and you don't have to let these things get in front of you. I mean, anyone from anywhere can make this happen. Anyone from anywhere can be showing off their stuff, not be afraid to show themselves, and, and see what happens. Like, find the people who are like you. Find the other misfits. <laughs> and and together, do something really cool. That's the whole idea, right? So. I just want to re-mention this. This inspiration, this whole idea came out of this book, Risk Forward. And there's a little chapter. It's called, If You Can't Fix It, Feature It. It's in this book. And if you want to hear more about the book, go to thelivestreamshow.com. Look for episode number four and listen to that. And thanks for joining me today. I'll be going live again next week, 3 p.m., Thursday at 3 Eastern time is when the live stream show happens. Next week, I have this woman named Ann Carden showing up. She and I met a couple years ago when I did a live stream interview with her. I'm returning the favor. She's an amazing business coach, and she also does a lot of live streaming, especially into her Facebook group. So we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to share there. Don't miss, and I will see you in the next video.
2: I wish I was above the center of attention, but I'm not I wish I didn't have to give in to the pressure Uh-oh. Mm. I'm posting pictures, trying to be someone I'm not It Feels just like I'm lying to you I fake it, stage it, trying to live some perfect life I know I'm wasting time I just wanna call my friends and see what they're doing tonight. It doesn't have to be so special. I try to be myself, you do the same, and we'll be alright. attention but I'm not I wish I didn't have to give in to the pressure oh oh